Hello and welcome to Humans Exhaust Me, a show caused by our current world and everything in it. My name is Biz Paul, I'm here in the UK and she's about to give us an update on whereabouts she is. You can follow it along. Uh, it's Felicia Jones. Hi, Paul. So I'm a little wobbly today because I had to move locations in the RV and somebody decided to start walking around. So you guys will see me moving a little bit, but I am in Ventura, California. So for the kiddos, if you want to pull out your geography maps, I'm in Ventura, California. I am officially in Southern California. Man, I didn't realize how much I missed living here until we were driving down the little mountain and we turned and I saw the ocean. I'm like, yep, I miss Southern California. So um, this is nice. And we're at this RV park that is on the water. Like if when the tide comes in, the water splashes over into the RV park. So um, it's pretty cool. But we are literally on top of each other. I am I can reach out the window into my neighbor's thing Ew. and like touch them while they're sleeping. Yeah, Why? it's cozy Why? here. Mm. <laughs> well, you know, one thing I've learned about California and their RV parks, there aren't many of them. And the few that are on the coast, they you you sacrifice being squished in so that you can be right on the water. So I it's it's a little cozy in here. I mean, I got people walking by me right now, but I got to say that view is pretty darn cool. So, I don't know. I'm willing to I'm willing to deal with it. <laughs> Well, it sounds idyllic. We've um, had a storm here this week, Storm Babette. People oh. have died everywhere. It's flooded. It's flooded kind of near near me, but just in places that it always floods. But the parts of parts of Derbyshire, Nottinghamshire and Scotland were pretty, pretty badly flooded. Um, but we're kind of just used to it now, I suppose, to global warming. I don't know. Wow. What a way to be dour, Paul. It wasn't. It wasn't. Um, well, I mean, the, <laughs> the world's uh, well. Okay, I was going to say the world's not a happy place. I'll just, I'll just say I had a lovely weekend down in London and St Albans, where it wasn't raining. I actually missed the storm because in the southeast uh, in London they didn't really, they didn't really have it, which is a very southeast kind of thing to to happen. It's for it to be just really nice okay. down there and just dreadful in the rest of the country. But but there you go. Um, okay, let's you can let's just. I could, I could, if I, I didn't have you. responsibilities. Yeah, yeah, they're okay. You bring them too. Uh, so hopefully, so I have to tell you what's going on right under me. My dog likes to sit under the table where my feet are, but all of my cords for the computer are right here. So she is laying on them. And I saw the monitor start scooting back. So I am hoping that we do not lose the monitor during this recording so let's hope she stays in place she all right know. but any anyway we can move on <laughs> well uh, let's let's just have a, a little, little catch up on what's actually happening in the world because last week by the way um uh, big success talking about uh playlists of our life yeah. go and listen back to last week's show about playlists of your life i have to say i need to make some revisions I have to make some revisions. There's <laughs> things that I've like remembered that I'm like, ah, no, that one was much more important than, 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 than that thing there that I think I maybe just slotted in. But, well, why don't you do this? We can, we can copy the playlist and do the extended version, oh, and you can right. add onto the original, like it, like a deluxe. Yeah. So, how about we do that? 
Yes. Okay. I will, we'll do an extended. <laughs> we'll do an extended edition for sure. Okay. Um, let's just talk about what's going on in the world because although we did uh, have a bit of a fun show uh, last week, that was mainly because we couldn't bear ourselves uh, talking about the situation in Israel and Gaza, which is still ongoing. So this is um, the third week since uh, the uh, terrorist attack from Hamas on uh, Israel, where if you yeah. remember, they killed fourteen hundred. Uh, civilians. The death toll in Gaza is is much much bigger now, and I think it's generally accepted that yeah. <laughs> a large part of that are are civilians. Um, it's it's the central uh, thing that the the world is currently talking about. Every world leader and his dog, certainly in the Western world, seems to want to be in Jerusalem talking to Netanyahu. We've had Biden. Mm-hmm. We've had Mark Rutter from the Netherlands, uh, Scholz from Germany, Sunak from the UK, Macron's in there today. Um, yeah. Everyone's kind of going in to, to show their support for, for, for Israel. And then you've got conversations going on at the UN. You've got conversations going on in the Arab world about, about what's happening. Things that I'm picking up, though, um, a couple of things I would pick up on. Uh, Rishi Sunak not really, um, I don't know, like developing any situation particularly. Um, <laughs> uh, we're going to talk some at some point about government NPCs. Rishi Sunak very much an NPC, I would say. Uh, but wants to, <laughs> wants to look like he's on the world stage for um, domestic reasons, I would, I would say. Uh, what I find quite interesting is, well, a couple of things. One is the uh, the various countries that form part of the, you know, what we would term the Arab world, I suppose, talking about mm-hmm. um, how they want a peaceful solution. And it, there's a very interesting dynamic as to maybe the general split in the Arab world, whether it's like Sunni Shia or whatever, but the Iran-Saudi Arabia um the way that they are sort of like polar opposites of each other, they're sort of like rivals, aren't aren't they? And who's aligned to which? And that maybe this attack was to jeopardize some normalization between various Arab states and Israel and all this kind of stuff. That I find very, very interesting. Um, but I also find it interesting because there's an element of, sorry, I know I'm talking loads here. And there's an element of everyone's trying to stop something going absolutely catastrophic and yet it feels very very precarious this like like the the i feel like it could escalate by accident what do you think i i don't disagree with you because it is highly emotional right now it is very volatile um the sentiment is there are a lot of people who are not in tune with what Israel is doing and uh, and they're very vocal about it and is you know it, I mean you can't keep doing this and not have people have a viewpoint and then eventually somebody's gonna say all right dude like is like okay you've carried this way f- further than what you needed to but uh, like we said you you cannot walk you cannot walk this back like you've they've set up this motion that is just gonna just 
kind of go pretty darn horrific and it pretty is horrific right now but yeah i can see it escalating even more than what it is and that's going to i don't know what's going to happen but it is pretty sad what's going on and you Mm. feel bad for the people that have to deal with this the victims of this yeah it's always the civilians that come off worse in this situation as we've seen with ukraine and and russia which incidentally no one's talking about here anymore like that's that's a war that's just like you know assumed to be continuing a bit like a bit like syria actually like we've forgotten about syria what's going on there that was superseded by russia ukraine russia ukraine's like been superseded by Israel Hamas well the I guess the only you know me being very sarcastic a lot of countries opened their doors to refugees um, from Ukraine and we're not really seeing that um, open door policy for Palestinian people or uh, people from Gaza and things like that so that's been a very interesting thing to to kind of watch as well and um, and and then we have the hardcore, interesting pol- politicians here who have b- blatantly said they refuse to open their doors to any politician, any Palestinians in, in the states here. So it is, um, it is interesting to see how these countries are being allies, not being allies, who they're willing to help, who they're not helping, uh, whose doors are open to whom, and 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 who will just let these people sit here and literally get slaughtered in a bubble and that's what's basically happening to civilians in in um gaza at this point yeah it is uh the uh, i watched a very interesting uh video about uh language that is that is being used because there's a lot being talked about language and what is anti-semitism what is not anti-semitism how much you yeah. how, how much you can separate the the israeli government from the Jewish people and and all this kind kind of stuff and it you know it is very complicated, um, but it was it was interesting because they were talking about certain phrases that are being used such as um, Gaza being described as an open air prison, which I'd heard several times uh, here. You know, it's an open air prison, mm-hmm. um, but actually this person was saying you know the term open air prison is actually used to describe safe prisons prisons that are uh not as strict or where they have like certain freedoms Mm -hmm. and and stuff like that and it's it's worse than an open air prison and that we need to think about the language that the media is using in terms of how it's reported and and how we can interpret that there's a lot of bias in unconscious bias maybe in the language that's being used that's pretty interesting because um i mean outside of the I've kind of had to monitor the amount of news about this. Uh, it's, it's giving me flashbacks of 2020 where it's like, you know what? I can only do small doses every few days because it's just too horrific to read. But a lot of the language that I'm seeing from people in my circle, uh, they basically said uh, Gaza is a concentration camp mm. or uh, or just a prison. So those are the words that I've heard. Like um, I haven't heard open air prison, but I've heard concentration camp um or um internment internment camp as well all right let's let's change the subject slightly um something else that's been it was deep (laughs) something else that's been hitting the news over the last couple of days here um is uh yellow pillows and a massive debate has been sparked here it's almost like the 
is it green, is it blue dress thing. Um, a man who goes by the name of Cam uh, shared to his girlfriend his magical yellow pillow and uh, she was disgusted and could not realise why this guy still had this yellow pillow and it has unleashed a series of guys in particular um, talking about the importance of the the pillow that they have and have had for a long time that is now okay. yellow. We, we got to slow this down. So we got to... We got to explain what the yellow pillow is, Paul. <laughs> well, the yellow pillow is the pillow that you've had for many, many years, possibly decades, that um, is your favorite pillow, but over time has absorbed sweat, drool, whatever, um, and has probably not been washed because men don't really wash things like pillows and duvets and things like like or that. sheets yeah it depends but i think pillows pillows and duvets are one of those items where you could easily not think to wash them um it's disgusting and i i yeah it's just disgusting that's just gross wash your pillows people wash your pillows wash your pillows at minimum every two weeks Every week, t- I mean, technically, you should do this every week, but you need to wash your pillows. Okay. Um, it's gross. Every two weeks seems a bit much to me. Okay. You have this thing that you have been sleeping on, that you have drooled on, that you may have had a night sweat on, and then you have all the little tiny little things that live on your body that sit there. So think about this happening every day and then and you don't wash it and then sometimes this is why you get pimples on your face you have breakouts and then you have hair that you probably didn't wash before you went to bed so now your hair is dirty and then what your arm you if you cradle your pillow you got the arm sweats the arm dirt you got to wash your pillows every two weeks okay are we we talking are we talking about the actual pillow itself or just the pillowcase the pillow no way you do the it every case two needs weeks to be changed. the pillowcase needs to be changed every few days <laughs> do you really change them every few days uh yes i do i don't <laughs> minimum I'm... once a week when the yeah. sheets get washed minimum I'm... once yeah. a week but i do like every three days and i put a new pillowcase on Wow. And you wash the actual pillow every couple of weeks? Every couple of weeks. Um, I Sometimes if I can't get it, depending on the type of washing machine I have. But yeah, every few weeks I got to do wash that pillow. I don't know anyone that washes their pillows like that. Like I might wash. So I will wash my duvet for the change of season. Right. So I've got my autumn mm. duvet on now. And then so I've washed my spring. I've washed my summer duvet. And then the two will go together for winter to create the extra big floofy one. But pillows? No, I don't. Wa- I don't wash pillows that often. You made me feel disgusting, and I think I'm a clean person. <laughs> well, the only issue I had with pillows is because I was breaking out a lot, and that's one of the issues 
or one of the first things a lot of people say is if you're having breakouts, wash your pillowcases, wash your pillows, things like that, so that you don't have, you know, gunk on your face. But wow, no, if you really think about it, it does feel kind of gross. So you got to yeah yellow pillows are gross this is why it's so hard to date when you're young to date a guy oh but like <laughs> you never want to like care when they're young pillows people don't care people aren't like looking oh at their pillows. No, they're no, not, no 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 not inspecting no, their pillows no, before no, no, they no. do the deed i am yes yes <laughs> you you one you already know you already know if the pillow is yellow because you look at the pillow case and then you have to look at the state of the bed so you already have an idea what's going on with this person you're dating. So, oh, but goodness, you care. I cared when I was dating and young. No? No? You didn't care, Paul? No. No, not concentrating on, on that. I feel, I feel I'm going to re- reassess my life based on this conversation. I am going to do a survey. In fact, I'm going to put it up on a Spotify poll. If you're listening on Spotify... I'll put a poll up about how often <laughs> you change your, um, how often you, ch- oh, no, how often you wash your your pillows. That's been really, really clear because I thought I was super clean by washing them every now and again, clearly not. Um, I have to say, Felicia, you sound like a middle aged woman on Facebook. Um, well, I have a middle aged black woman playlist, so it makes sense to me. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about um, Facebook and middle-aged women on on Facebook and people who are divorced and stuff like that. <laughs> this is supposed to be our main topic of conversation, but I fear it's been overtaken <laughs> by Hamas and yellow pillows. Uh, yes. <laughs> well, I mean, well, now how do I switch into this conversation, Paul? So one of the things that I have noticed, and I was going to ask you, I know you have not been on Facebook in a while. Um, but it seems like everybody's grumpy on Facebook all of a sudden, or like when I look at my friends who are mainly the same age as me, I would say give or take 10 years either way, but quite a few have gotten, they gotten into their boomer era and they're just grumpy about everything. The kids aren't doing right. And when I was growing up, this is what I did. And, you know, it is, uh, it's, it's quite interesting. So first, when did you get off of Facebook and why? Uh, I got off Facebook about 2017, 18. Um, Mm, Okay. uh, Mainly I went, I left Facebook. It's interesting that you're bringing this up because I I left Facebook because I, when I, when I specific for my wife, I was like, right, okay, I don't need to be seeing what everyone else is doing or what she's doing or whatever. Right. (laughs) Um, And I, I got a bit bored with it anyway i was much more interested in in instagram which is basically the same thing mm-hmm. um but i i i i didn't feel the need to kind of like document a traumatic part of my life through facebook um i really hate like people who do that and i hate well i said i hate people but i hate seeing things like that i hate people <laughs> having a complete breakdown in public i think it's you know for yourself and your close mm-hmm. community of people who will be there to support you your you know the person that you sat next to in maths um at school does not need to know the details about how you're feeling that that day um so that's that's why i left okay okay 
that that makes sense because there's a lot of people who do that. There's the ins- the vague posting, Ugh. which I don't care for, which Ugh. is the send me your prayers because you know things are going bad here. It's like yeah, okay. Oh. Or, or, or people who just post quotes, <laughs> quotes like a quote graphic, you know, black and white quote graphic. That's that's the worst. You know, anything that makes people go, are I you okay? I can deal with that. Yeah, okay, like the the sympathy quote graphics, yeah. Uh, but then we went through the phase, uh, we're kind of out of it, you know, the, the phase where people were posting their surgeries and wounds on here like hey i just split open my toe and it's like what made you want to put that on facebook like i don't understand at all like do do we need to know that you have a toe wound and your big toe is nasty now no so yeah so now you and it's like we've progressed from that we progressed from everybody's kid is amazing um but now it just seems, I don't know, maybe it's because of my age range, but now we get, I'm getting the back in my day type posts. You yeah. know, these kids don't understand things. These kids don't understand good music. These kids, and it's just, okay, we get it. The kids don't get it, you know? And we are the first ones that, I mean, we really shouldn't be throwing, what, is it rocks at stones glass at houses. glass windows? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's that thing? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, we should, but it's just like hilarious when you see it in a feed and it's just like, okay, I get it. The kids, you don't like the kids and, you know, back in my day and then uh, tons of Bible quotes, Uh, back in my day, the Bible quotes and, you know, uh, and then the naked photos. And this is very interesting. And I don't know if this is something that just because, you know, women in my age and I, and I get it, I get it you're trying to rekindle, reimagine, get back in touch with your feminine, sexy side. So I see a lot of, um, not risque, but I call it old lady risque, middle-aged woman risque. That's what it is. You know, <laughs> all of a sudden we're going to get the the short dress, stick her boob out, um, it, which is fine. I have, I have no, nothing, nothing is the matter with it, but it's just very interesting that uh, there it's all posted on um, Facebook. So, so is this are these people who have have split up from a long term relationship and they're going into their then you know they're coming out of it as their new you know version two point mature selves. They've had a bit of a glow up. They've gone through the let's just eat potato chips and be in sweatpants kind of era, and now they're like come coming out. They've listened. <laughs> They've watched a few TED Talks. They've listened to a few mindfulness <laughs> things. And they're like, okay, now is now is my time. Here's, here's my relaunch. Here's my 2.0. Here's my booty and, you know, shimmery dress or whatever. Is that, is that, is that what you're seeing? I, I, I feel like there, there is an element. So there is a subsection of you could tell when somebody's gotten divorced because all of a sudden it's just like, I'm showing everything and I'm being everywhere and I'm dropping it low and I got a hot girl summer and a hot girl winter. So you definitely see that. Uh, But also I think, you know, when you combine it, when you have the people who are like, all right, I just hit 40 and it's kind of the same thing. I just got my glow up. So now I need to like glow out here on Facebook. And so you start getting all of it. So I think it's kind of the same thing. You're trying to rekindle. Now, I don't know what the equivalent is for men um i don't follow a lot of men on 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 facebook 
but I feel like the men just get more bitter. <laughs> yeah. You know, they just get a little bit more bitter, well, buy a few more guns, eat a little <laughs> too much. I don't know. Okay. Well, the guns thing is particular to the U.S., but I think um, there is there is less. So, the, well, there's two things. So some guys go full on into their middle-aged fitness era. So I, so I am a, a, an age now where I am presented with ads that just say, oh. we're looking for, you know, men over 40 in Loughborough uh, to oh. join their, their, their program. And I see a lot of kind of like almost, do you want to be the alpha male that you should have always been kind of, kind of stuff like get, get shredded. You can still get, you can still get shredded okay. in your fifties, that, that kind of thing. So there's a lot of that. There's a lot of erectile dysfunction <laughs> adverts as well at the same time, which, you know, the two go together, I think. Um, that's I don't just, get those. It's just age targeting. Uh, the, um, I think some men just like let themselves go clearly. So you mm-hmm. see a lot more like pot bellies, going out and they're they're not getting naked particularly um as for the grumpiness like i think that is just an age thing that just reflects where they are in life i too have seen this on facebook with like people i mean i do occasionally need to go on facebook so you know i just don't post Mm -hmm. or interact with anything there but i have totally seen men my age like late 40s just they don't know what their life is anymore. Ooh. They've got kids that are teenagers. Wow. They're running around after them, um, you know, taking them to where they need to go. I think people lose a sense of themselves and feel unappreciated because their kids couldn't give a shit because they're, they're kids. They're concentrating on, on themselves. Yeah. <laughs> um, so they just get pissed off with everything that's, that's going on. But I've definitely seen it from people that I thought were quite all right just suddenly get super grumpy and start whinging. And because Facebook is available, that's the forum Mm -hmm. that they choose because it's easy and it's like muscle memory. That's the way that they vent or communicate, you know, rather than talking to friends. And that is why, that is why you get people ending up getting in trouble or getting fired because of saying something that they shouldn't really be saying in a public forum. Yeah, it's it's really interesting. It's just, I mean, Facebook used to be kind of cool and it does have um, just a not, it, it feels like, and maybe definitely because of, you know, the people I'm friends with, but now they serve you up just about anybody else's stuff. But it's like this, it's like a middle age unhappiness. And not just everybody's sad, nothing like that, but it's just like a mix of just, I'm kind of just grumpy. I'm kind of a little bitter. I'm kind of yeah. like life didn't go the way I wanted it to. Um, and even on the happy posts, you see it because, you know, now you could say, oh, I just bought this car. Life is great now. Or I finally got to Paris. And then they don't come back again any anymore uh, until they were like, oh, you know, the kids don't know how to manage money and stuff like that so it's just really interesting that facebook definitely has a vibe and is not like any of the vibes on the other social platforms but uh it's just been fascinating because uh, i'm definitely a voyeur i will go on facebook and just see what people are posting and i'm just still fascinated that people take this amount of time to type things out 
to people they don't really know. Mm. Uh, mm. And and I guess um, and we're and we're still we are still in this phase. And I have some friends who are like this. Well, I posted it on Facebook. You didn't see it. Like, yeah, sorry, I don't see your stuff. And then get mad, get mad at you because you didn't see it or you know, question, well, you didn't like my post. Like, are seriously, are we 12 years old right now? Like, come on. <laughs> so it's a very interesting place on, on Facebook. And I just don't know what, what do you do with it? Do you even engage on Facebook or do you just, or are you just posting just to get likes? I don't know what you do on Facebook these days. I, I, I don't know why people do it apart from, like I say, I think it's just, it's just a habit, but I, I think there's lots of studies that show mm-hmm. that men in particular lose friends like they don't keep up friends it's not normal i think we've had this conversation before about like men chat best side by side Mm. so men don't have that many friends or close friends to really go deep into conversations with so what's the next next best thing well i mean you know you could say well your partner perhaps but you know that's that's kind of kind of different next best thing is possibly to go on facebook and put it out on facebook because some people may then comment and say yes mate you're right or you know Mm. oh sending hearts or now they've got the little support emoji on facebook sending the support emoji Uh, yes true (laughs) you know that that's that's the next best thing i I don't know i mean on the one hand i kind of think well that's kind of cool if there is an outlet for for somebody and that they can find connection with somebody who uh can can acknowledge what they're going through at, at, at that point but I suspect that the people that engage with it aren't really that interested in what it is that they've said. No. They, sc- they've got muscle scroll memory. Like, to, and yeah, keep scrolling. Yeah, yeah. Oh, heart yeah. emoji. <laughs> heart emoji. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. It's very interesting times with the, with the social media. So I feel like Facebook is one of the only ones that's still kind of holding on to original stuff and with original themes of content and... Um, but it, it is fascinating to watch people kind of still use it in ways. And I mean, still connect with people, but um, it is definitely posting for, I guess you're posting for likes and love. You're, you're, you're posting, you're posting because you don't have a life is what you're doing. You're posting because you don't have like real people to talk to. <laughs> I and, didn't say it, y'all. And Facebook is chuggy, let's face it. You know, the kids are not interested in, in Facebook. They see it as like somewhere to get some information, maybe a few videos, whatever. There are better places, more interesting things. Your mum and dad are on it. Why would you Why would you be on it? And honestly... Grandma's on it now. Well, well, they're getting into that the grandma era, aren't they? You know, look at look at how old we are. We, are, we will soon be yeah. there into that into that era. Yeah. Um, and it's just going to be, you know, Facebook until we die, basically. Uh, yeah, I, I think... <laughs> I think it's look like if people want to use Facebook, that's 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 fine, but it is just like the little village gossip place. It's not very interesting. I don't like it. <laughs> having well, said was, having said that, that if you're awesome. saying that there's now like people getting naked on it, maybe it's worth <laughs> a revisit. I don't, I, I don't know. No, people are just getting naked on Twitter, which is now X. I didn't realize that that was basically, you can run porn through that. That's crazy. Oh, yeah. I did not know. There's, did you not? Wow. Did you not? No, I mean, there's... I, I, I did. Hardcore, 
hardcore porn. And what's quite interesting, like when the when the kids are like, can we have social media? I'm like, no. And they say, well, why not? You know, I'm not going to say, well, because there's hardcore porn on Twitter because they'll go straight in. They're like, what is hardcore porn? I don't know. I, I clicked on something by mistake. Like, like I wasn't trying by to mistake. click on a post, but okay. it was a post responding back to and it was like something very you know somebody was just commenting on like a music or a song or something like that and then i mistakenly clicked on their thing and it opened up their profile and it was like oh oh okay i didn't i didn't see that coming did it it have the little chili emoji because that's that's this you know if it's their spicy content they normally have like a little chili emoji next to their username no did you not oh no what what i was Oh no, the 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 profile picture was very blatant as to what this was about and I was not ready for that. So there were no chilies. I didn't look that hard, but it was like, what in the world did I just click on? But you know. And I think to some degree that's on I've seen a little bit of that on Facebook as well, depending on who what people follow and stuff. So very interesting. I guess um these platforms just aren't very I guess supervised, adminned as we think they are but i guess it's free speech i guess i don't know well i mean you can imagine on x that that's that's the thing right uh, my understanding of the platform is they are trying to uh, firefight really with porn. the whole pornography thing but i mean i'm pretty sure that the uh, owner might you know like a little bit porn. i don't know i'm just i, I don't want to get sued but you know you can make up make up your own mind I'm pretty sure he Fa- does. facebook i'm uh, I think it, it's a it's a volume issue. TikTok seems to be quite good at like removing content quickly, but but we'll see. What I'm what I'll be interested in is, you know, LinkedIn. Is LinkedIn getting porn? Oh my gosh! That's see, you don't need that. That's like <laughs> no, that you know. I mean, it's already shocking when you're just not like you click on something by mistake. It's like I did. I wasn't ready for that. But and also the fact that you can see what people are liking. I don't need to know that that's what you're liking, Paul. I really don't. No, we'll say no to porn on LinkedIn. Um, How did we get onto this? I don't know how we got onto it. Let's let's. I don't know. <laughs> no. uh, you can do your own research, now. <laughs> research, folks. Yeah, let's leave it now. Um, okay, yes, that is a good time to to wrap up then. Um, <laughs> spends time on Facebook. Uh, okay. Um, well, this is uh, what you get, y'all. Yeah, you've got a week now to investigate, folks. Tell us what your experience is on these platforms. Are you are you getting a lot of divorcees, you know, relaunch 2.0 type of content? Are you going all out on uh, on on X? Have you set up an OnlyFans account? I don't know. Everyone's got to eat. Let us know. Contact <laughs> us through Instagram because that that feels a little a little bit safer. Right. Uh, lovely to talk to you as ever, Felicia. I look forward to uh, hearing where you're travelling to next and seeing next week. Don't get shadow banned from these platforms, oh. okay? I won't. Okay. Cool. Oh. See ya. See ya.